Hey, caffeinators. Welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Hello, caffeinators. Welcome back to another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Uh, we are coming to you live from IVEX. It's a very special episode. Um, although you will not be hearing this episode live, <laughs> we are recording it live and in person, both Dave and I and our guest. Um, and you will hear it after the fact at its regularly scheduled time. Um, but after some technical difficulty, as would be expected, Dave, we figured it out. Well, I mean, so far, we think we figured it out. <laughs> we'll see what happens uh, in, in post. Hopefully we don't lose this entire thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'd say let's just, let's just jump into let's it. Let's right? jump into I it. I mean, so it, it's, it's October. As you guys know, we're about to start another year here at the Vet Tech Cafe. And our first guest of the year is always our dear friend, Liz Houston, um, who thankfully is at IVEX this year yeah. as well. Yay! And um, we're here to all record together. So Liz, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so exciting. Thank you for sticking with us here as we try to figure all this nonsense out. <laughs> I'm so but glad. An, about an hour late. Oh, yeah, yeah. not even. Yeah. I'm so glad we could make this yeah. work. I'm yeah. excited to record in person. I know. With you guys. I know. Yeah. So much better. I know, for sure. It's great. <laughs> I think um, this is our first in person guest. Oh. Yes, absolutely it is. Yeah. I am full of firsts for you. Full of yes, firsts. absolutely. 100%. <laughs> um, well, I think the big thing we wanted to talk to you about was the recent article that came out um, that you were quoted in multiple times. Yeah. And I, first off, um, title of the article. Yeah, it was. Um, why title protection matters, I right. think. I think yes. so, yeah. I think that's what it was called. It was an interview. It was interesting because um, she, the writer reached out to me to do the interview, and um, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's a topic I'm very passionate about, so I'm happy to talk about it. Of course. And um, it came out so much better than I expected. Do you guys ever notice that when you give an interview? Yeah, the, yeah. the quotes always like, make you sound... Yeah, where's this going? Or, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it makes you sound much more like coherent and um, articulate than maybe yeah. you are in real life. So Always yeah. helps to have a good writer oh my that's, that's doing that. And, yeah. and, and a good editor. And a good I mean, editor, for sure. Also true. For sure, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I did that interview, and then, I don't know, did you guys see that, <laughs> so Indeed had a post on their website? I did oh, see, uh -uh. In, yeah. Yeah. A, li a little, it, uh... It was vet tech versus vet nurse, yeah. what you need to know, yeah. and I was like, I read it, and I was like, um... <laughs> yeah, who, who... This article makes no sense, and, and then if you... I, I mean, I did get really annoyed with the article and didn't, I must admit, the first time through did not read the whole thing. And then when I read the whole thing, because they did invite me to edit the article. Oh, they did. Okay. So then I had to go through and actually read the whole thing. And at the end, they talk about specialties and then they list the specialties. But what the way they described what the specialties do was uh, funny. Fun. Lacking. La yeah, lacking. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know Indeed had stuff like that on there. and I'll Indeed to... has a lot. They, they make a lot of articles about the industry and, and like, the industry of, like, hiring and stuff like that. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. And, and sometimes I wonder, like, who, who wrote this? Like, right. Is this somebody that is just somebody that works at Indeed that yes. is like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use ChatGPT and look at, look at trends of veterinary technician pro profession and not actually having any knowledge or the answer is yes yeah i don't know if it was ai generated but definitely someone who did not know anything right. about veterinary medicine really um so but i was gladdened that you know i reached out i was like 
you guys really need to fix this. And they sent an email back and said, oh, apparently a lot of people sent an email <laughs> because Good. they said, oh, this seems to be a hot, a hot button issue. And I was like, well, it is, but also, or and also, your article is, is inaccurate. It's not factual. Right. So I think you really want it to be accurate and factual. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's the more important part. And, and while there is, you know, a lot of emotion around title, um, there, there is just legal facts that we're, that we need to operate under. Yeah. And it isn't an either or vet nurse, vet tech. It's not an either. You or. don't get to pick. Yeah. You don't get to pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless you, you know, relocate to another country that, right? You know, and but. you know, and I get Indeed's point is, well, we get job ads, and so what we want is when someone is searching on the site, and they don't know what the job is, like we want them to be able to find the material. And I said, I, you know, I get that, that and I, I totally understand that, and I appreciate that you mm -hmm. want to provide that information for people, but I also think the information should be accurate and factual and like legally correct and yeah. you know all of those things sometimes when i see those i wonder like are you just making it bad and wrong because you want people to like talk about it and drive clicks to your website or 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 do you really just not know what you're talking about that's much more cynical take than i took and i'm I usually mean, quite cynical about <laughs> these things so I'm trying yeah. to match your energy level <laughs> you know i i i was in amy newfield's talk today and kind of her big thing was reframing negativity and and talking about cynicism and stuff and i i'm gonna say the opposite and maybe just that they just don't know i think you know the way they responded to to me when I reached out with a genuine offer of help, yes. which wasn't just complaining about it. Like, I'm happy to yeah. help you. I won't charge you for the service. I will, you know, edit the article. Yeah. And um, and they took me up on it. And I think to, that tells me that maybe, maybe that they just yeah. did what they thought was right and it wasn't. Yeah. And now they're willing to recognize and uh, you know hopefully if i did a good job with the editing that maybe they'll ask me to edit yeah. other stuff because they have a lot of veterinary content on there sure. that yeah is not great well so, and, and hopefully you know <laughs> right. you, you would hope that a site like that where people are searching for jobs like you would hope that they would want it to be accurate yeah. as well like they don't want to put out there that they're a sham that's looking for clicks right. or whatever because then who's going to utilize them right in the future and um, yeah, so I'll, I'll yeah, have you to don't check want, that you out. You don't want to get that yeah. as your reputation of, right, of we're not a right. reliable source. And it was really interesting because that, you know, all kind of came to my consciousness, right, came to my awareness. Um, but I had done the interview with um, Kimmy Gustafson, I don't know, a month, a couple months before. So, But, you know, things, it's like serendipity, things kind of tend to come up yes. around the same time. Yeah. Um, so... I, I don't know. It just all yeah. kind of came together to do title protection yeah. all at the same time. And so that article, like, how does that come to be? How does something like that, like... I think that she... I think what happened is that the um, Kimmy Gustafson read uh, the piece in Veterinary Practice News, VPN Plus. VPN Plus, That yep. was uh, written by Stephen and Liza mm -hmm. and I. So Liza Rudolph and Stephen, or uh, Liza Weissong, excuse me, mm -hmm. and Stephen Sital and, um, and I. And we wrote that article about title protection and kind of the giving a bit of a historic perspective on where sure. what's been going on, why is, why is this an issue, why is it, why has nothing happened, kind of talking about the whole thing. And I think she read that. And so, because she reached out to all three of us. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I was the only one that responded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stephen and Liza are very busy. Yes. Uh, yeah. I am also very busy. Right. But, you know, it's a different kind of yeah. busyness. It, and, just when schedules um, align and yeah. projects and I, happen. And, I, you know, Stephen and, I, and Liza and I all talked about it. Like, oh, did she reach out to you too? Oh, she reached out to me. And like, oh, okay, are you going to... You know what do you what do you what do you guys want to do? And they were like, oh, whatever. If you want to talk to her, great. I don't really, you know, yeah. it's not for me, and what or whatever. Okay, no problem. So, it was a good interview. She was a she was a very good and engaging interviewer. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, it came out better than I expected. There was it was longer than I expected, certainly. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was a really good summary of 
what the what the issues are around title protection. So sure. you know, I am known for talking a lot about the title, the actual word, right? But the more important thing I think is um, because the words we use matter, right. and that's what I really feel like that piece got across is why it matters that we don't call assistance technician and why we don't use the term nurse like because these words have meanings and they're full of connotations that we need to be aware of right. when we use them right and we'll definitely share the article oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think we actually did you know when i first saw it yeah i think we did come out and, and we'll definitely share it again in the notes but as you said like words matter and you know we're here at an international conference and i think I think we all probably have examples of veterinarians we worked with that were worked as probably assistants and not technicians yeah. before school, yeah. um, but don't know the, understand the difference and right. then perpetuate it when they get back out in clinic. And I've, I've literally been racking my brain to try to figure out a way to like correlate it to what they do. And the only thing I can think of, like obviously in the U.S., they have DVM, but UPenn graduates VMDs, right. but they still are veterinarians. That's right. And so if that, if like, they if they, they can gra- do it, why can't we? Well, it's not even that, but it's like as though because they graduate VMDs, like if that came with a different name, right? You know, we would be like, well, I am a veterinario and not a veterinarian, <laughs> right. like right. you know. And, and so, and yeah. then it would have connotation and a context and it would be a relevant thing but they don't have that on their side and so they don't understand that you know or that you know somebody hasn't uh you you can't be an off the street trained veterinarian thank god um you know that that, you know you know still angling for that alternate route to the navlet that's called yes 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 because i think everybody at this table could pass it um, <laughs> I mean, you're married to a vet, so you're the one with the most. With both, I mean, both of you are partnered with vets, so yeah. you guys have the most knowledge about whether or not. You know, I do feel with a with a prep course, I really do feel like I. Can I I, feel, I, I still have PTSD from the the Avectin exam. I'm done <laughs> taking exams. Thank you very much. I don't want to take any more. Uh, I don't want people to find out that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> imposter syndrome that's right yeah here it is hello (laughs) hello um but you know i I just it's like they just don't have that similarity to like understand that it's it's like there's one path to the to the title that they've obtained and there are multiple to ours and then there are multiple titles to ours and like i for some people, I think that they think, you know, they know there's CVTs, LVTs, RVTs, that RVN is just another thing that's out there. I and think that's right. Well, and I don't want to play the blame game here, but I'm going to I'm gonna play the blame game just a little bit, is that where, where did that start from? It started from we get hired off the street and our doctors call us technicians. They, they tell the clients that we're going to bring the technicians in. And then now there's this big mess of what do we get called who's what that's right yeah. education all that stuff and really and it's it's the doctors that I, I mean I'm trying not to blame the doctors because it's doctors from 20 30 years ago that that created this pattern of right. these are the technicians that are taking care of the animals right not and really I, knowing that I think you know the one thing that in that article that really um, I think is a is a point that we hadn't that I hadn't really talked about or, or talked about in that way before which was around that which is um, you know we we are in this place now and there's all this emotion around the title and I don't understand the emotion around the title and I don't know if that is a function of my neurodivergence that I just can't understand why people feel an emotional attachment to a certain title or like I'm not sure where that comes from but I really the emotion around it is um, a little yeah. bit baffling to me yeah. and I I don't know why people are so invested in the in the word and I think yeah. I mean I'm in and you know I just got done saying words matter so maybe that's why but I think that it 
that we have to have a recognition that a te- that technician means or technologist even right. means yeah. something, and, and technician and technologist mean something different, and you know that an assistant is a highly valuable member of the team, and the more experienced an assistant the more valuable that assistant is. But they're still not a technician if they haven't completed, either gone to school or completed whatever the requirements are to get that license. And then the license matters. And I think that is the other piece, is if we are entrusted to take care of family members, then it is incumbent on our profession to, to provide clarity in who is giving the care. And I think that is yeah. a real a thing that we we let our clients down when we don't provide that clarity. And there's no there should be no shame in saying, you know, the my vet the veterinary assistant you know who has been working at this you don't have to say all this but who's been working at this practice for 15 years and you know who I trust with my own pets is going to be providing the care. Great. And. The RVT, there should be no same in also saying the RVT or the technician who graduated from school last year and passed their VTE, you know, on Monday is going to be <laughs> monitoring the anesthesia for your pet, right? Like, there, there shouldn't be shame in either of those things, but there should be some kind of context and clarity provided to clients so they can understand exactly what yeah. it is that they're, honestly, that they're paying for, because yeah. they're paying a lot and paying more every day you're paying more well, the I, I think the the uh, the client perception of of our profession is is that everyone's a technician it is the, and and it, I mean I'm gonna go back to the blame game it's because that's what the doctors yeah. are telling the, the owners like oh we'll send it back with the techs that's right and they'll they'll get the blood and get the x-rays right. and all that and stuff. I get it because it's easier it's easier right? yeah exactly. I get it it's one less conversation it's one but, less but conversation. it's same at the same time like it should be like a one-time conversation, and then or you're even done. better, you put it on your website. On your website, or you exactly. Have a blog post about yeah. it, or you do social media exactly. in October in Vet Tech yeah. Week about it, or you have a sign you up know, in your lobby, or we have you know many RVT associations or, or Vet Tech mm-hmm. associations have posters you can put up. Yep. Um, I I just saw that the BC Vet Tech Association, yeah. so British Columbia, they started. Um, a movement that they're calling vitally important. They're using the hashtag vitally important okay. to really highlight the role of RVTs, and it kind of echoes the efforts that OAVT in Ontario did several years ago. and And I think that that is the kind of thing that we need to that we need to work on. And it did sound like um, so. I attended the NAVTA town hall meeting that was I missed held, it. and it sounded that? like I the think other it was night. Monday oh, night. Monday night? Oh, I was, I was so it's maybe Tuesday night. Anyway, they sounded like it sounds like maybe there is something hap- that is going to be happening around that. I don't know. Um, they had some representatives from AVMA there, which if we want to go there to that, I think we should um, because there was because I, um, I heard some of the aftermath, but again, I missed it and I haven't yeah. seen any actual things that were said. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, um, so anyway. On the public education point, it seems like both the ABMA and NAVTA seem to say in that meeting or hint at something coming around public education, around credentialing of veterinary technicians. Whatever might manifest, you know, yeah. we'll wait and see. But it did sound like a hint of something, perhaps. Um, and maybe you can have Jamie Rauscher on and she can talk about it. We, we uh, emailed her. We, that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like a goal to. of I ours. know you like to have the NAFTA president yes, on. Yes, we anyway. do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe she can provide some more insight. But um, as far as the AVMA side, uh, so this is something I think, you know, it's really great that you guys do this podcast and you talk about a lot of different issues because I think most people, most veterinary technicians who are just going to work doing their jobs, you know, veterinary assistants, same, right? They're not up on what's happening in the larger veterinary industry. And those things have an impact on your day-to-day work eventually. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we got to 
we have to find a way to bring light to that so yeah. that everybody is aware and nobody gets caught by surprise. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people often are caught by yeah. surprise by yeah. things. So one thing that has happened recently is my academy, the Internal Medicine Academy, uh, wrote an open letter to ABMA mm -hmm. about their... Um, it was really around the what started with Dr. Teller's uh, testimony against the new law in Arkansas that right. expanded the scope of practice for veterinary technician specialists. So we, the academy had been talking for a long time about that testimony. We found it very problematic. Um, and Meg Harrington is now a member yeah, yeah. of our academy, which is yeah, so exciting. So cool. So cool. So we thought, okay, so, so they had been taught, the board had been talking about writing a letter for a long time and finally got it together. And just as we were getting ready to send it, AVMA put out their policy where they said they would vigorously oppose expansions to, or, or incursions on, into the scope of practice for veterinarians. And so that was troublesome to us because yeah. we are working to expand the role of veterinary technician specialists. And, and amid all of this talk, this kind of ever-present mumbling around the mid-level practitioner, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, VTSs are missed in that conversation. Honestly, credential technicians are missed in yeah. that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the idea that the ABMA would come out with this policy, while at the same time, like pushing or quietly advocating or whatever right. for this mid-level idea, um, all the while saying <laughs> there's no veterinarian shortage. So like, it's this really strange disjointed mes yeah. message, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no veterinarian shortage, but we need mid-level practitioners and we don't really care about RVTs or what they need. Like, it's a very strange thing. So AIMVT wrote a letter. You guys can read it on our website. And um, we talked about it um, in our recent yeah, episode with the, Stephen and, yeah, and Dr. Yeah. Carrie Journey. Yeah, because we talked about Stephen's letter as well. Yes. So they um, so they did respond to the letter, but NAFTA posted a public letter as well. Yeah, we yeah. saw that. Kind yeah. of in, after yes. echoing AIMVTs. Yep. And they had seven very specific mm -hmm. calls, of, calls to action that they had in their letter. And so they invited AVMA, the previous president and the current president, to come to that town hall to talk about what they were going to do about NAFTA's calls for action. They didn't address AIMVTs. Fine, it's not, not our meeting, it's yeah. NAFTA's meeting. Um, so that was, um, it wasn't great. It was, um, it wasn't what I wanted to hear. It was um, a lot of, I got many messages from people who were like, I feel like my butthole is full of smoke right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And and my, um, I, a colleague, and I won't out her on the podcast, but I did out her on social media, but she said, you know, why should we believe that they have a commitment to our profession and to our advancement when they've had 50 years to demonstrate that they have and they haven't done anything? Mm -hmm. And I, that really hit the nail on the head for yeah, me. That's, and yeah, that's impactful. exactly it. Yeah. And, and when, I, and I asked the question, I wanted Dr. Teller to explain the AVMA's, her testimony, the AVMA's opposition to that Arkansas law. And I feel like maybe I caught her a bit off guard because she seemed like she couldn't really articulate what, why they, to me, it didn't seem like she had a good handle on why she was opposing it, except to say, well, you know, we can't, we, we can't have, um, VTS is prescribing drugs because they don't, they don't know about that. And I'm like, well, that wasn't in the bill. So I don't know why you yeah. were even talking about it because Next. that wasn't in the bill. <laughs> um, and then she said, you know, I work at Texas A&M and I work with a lot of really, you know, amazing VTSs. They are incredible, but they don't really get a lot of knowledge or education around, you know, most of their, 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 uh, what did she say? Proficiency is in is skills based. They don't really know about diagnosis or making treatment plans or. And I was like, I I I mean, my mouth literally fell open, and I put in the chat. I was like, that's just utterly false. You demonstrated with that statement yeah. that you have no idea no what right. the VTS process is about. What 
our knowledge base is or what we do in practice. And I must say, you know, Jeff, you know from working in academia, how they use a VTS at Texas A&M at the vet school is going to be different yeah. than how they use a VTS yeah. at a regular well, practice. You know, and, and I don't know, this may be in her defense, but like as a veterinarian working in a vet school, like we're always like trying to get skills signed off, right? Sure. Like that That's sure. That's absolutely what you see in practice. What you don't see, just like we know when they're in school and they're learning or when they're on their clinical rotations and they're learning these skills. But we also know they go home and they study for 8, 10, 12 hours yeah. a day. Right. Just like we all did right. and we all do. Like, right. And we stay up with much more intensive CE or additional education as opposed to just a, you know, a, a CBT, RBT license. Like, and it was really offensive. It's it just, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was really offensive and it was disheartening because yeah. it feels like, I mean, it just feels like we're not making progress. And I, I don't think that's true. I think we are making yeah. progress. I think it's just a lot slower yeah. And more minute yeah. well, than I, I would like. I think there's also there's a lot of veterinarians out there, and uh, Robin and, and Molly, I'm talking to you guys. Um, there's a lot of veterinarians out there that that do have our support, yeah. or do have have our backs, yeah. and have all Dr. Journey. Right? Yeah. I mean, Dr. she Journey. said on exactly. your podcast, yeah. you know, so, she called out her call. Yeah. Pro- I think the problem is, is is that the people that we need to have our backs don't. That's right. Yeah, and it's the people that are yeah. are. In power that are making decisions yeah. right. that are that are making those right those and, impactful and the vets things. that have our back are busy right i mean right. they're right. working they, they're, they're, they're not, not involved right they're not in the political you know the the right. um, association aspect of it. and not i the just yeah i just don't think our profession can wait for no. for for them to age into those right. positions right. and these people who are in those roles now to age out. Right. So I really think those people. I mean, need we may to, have to. <laughs> they need to get with the program. Yeah. You know, they need yeah. to actually open up and listen. Yeah. Like really engage in true dialogue, yeah. not just a lot of. It felt very much like we were little kids getting our heads patted. Yeah. Very yeah. patronizing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know, we just you can't. You have to engage with us yeah. as as yeah. equals. And, and I've said this before. I can't talk to how Texas A and M does it, but the the vet school that I worked at, um, there there was no um, title protection, shall we say? It was if you started as an assistant, you you gained experience in the hospital and you leveled up to a technician without going through an educational right. program and and because right. in, in Massachusetts yeah, it was, was voluntary yeah. but at the same time like you can still set the precedent you can still be like no no this is actually how it is like you need to go to school and we will support that yeah. you need to get your license and take your yeah. exam and, and like, not only can you you should, you should. you're an academic institution you you're training the next should. generation of veterinarians right. you should be doing you that should for be the, doing for that. the other for the entire profession right. not right. just for right. the veterinarian side yeah. of the profession you know dave going back to your earlier point you know when you were saying about the blame game i was thinking about this while you guys were talking like i really truly wonder where it started like because truly when did veterinary technician became a thing because I think before that we were veterinary assistants and then there was probably a program or something that started and graduated veterinary technicians but literally how does that filter out into the mainstream that all of a sudden everybody's just a tech like I we had a would you rather recently about time travel or whatever like I would (laughs) want to go back and like conceptualize how this idea of calling somebody by you know this this broad generalization yeah. where that actually started. So you're I gonna mean, pass up going back so to many things. Date Taylor I'm, Swift. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna date Taylor world. Swift. You're gonna rob the world. I'm not of gonna her. go back to the ice bowl and watch Bart Starr's QB sneak <laughs> to beat the Cowboys. Like I'm passing up a lot of stuff for our profession to figure out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna alter that butterfly's wing. Oh. And say if you, I like no, it. if you do that, this podcast may not exist. It may never it happen. May never exist, but and we it, may never but, have but, met each but, other. But, but it may not need to exist. I mean, oh, oh, deep, oh, this yeah, is, now is, we're getting into some yes. deep stuff. But, yes. deep, but it's true. Deep, dulcet philosophy times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really think I don't. I don't want to bl- blame the blame play no. the blame game much either. But I do think that when we look at 
the general makeup of the people on our side and on our in our profession as a whole veterinarians all the way through but when we look at veterinary technicians more specifically you know i think we all have a level of imposter syndrome we all have a level of less than we have some i don't know shame around it maybe from our families like why didn't you just go to vet school why aren't you a doctor whatever right so i think that that in the beginning right when you if that's who the people are these are not people built to drive that kind of a change right. because they're not assertive and i'm not blaming the the people 50 years ago yeah. you know who started technician credentialing um i just was it was a different yeah. time it was a different I mean, time a we different, were just happy to be part of the that was it we equation, were just happy like, to hap- be yeah. included to yes, be there exactly. to be recognized and then and nobody really thought about the consequences right. down the line who could have seen this coming right 50 nobody years. could no i don't think anybody could yeah. have seen it coming Except unless you had actually looked at human yeah, nursing sure. and looked at how human nursing did it. And, then, and if we had truly modeled after human nursing, um, we would be in a much different situation. Yeah, now. Yeah. And in fact, I would argue if we had done that, um, much of the nurse... The, the nurse's objection right. to title change would evaporate right, because right. we would have very clear standards right. for everyone who was in the profession, yeah. to, you know, who had this role. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, we don't. And right. I'm not saying, like, you know, a lot of people argue, well, uh, you know, nurses are so high and mighty and, you know, how can you say we don't deserve the title? And it's like, well, you know, we haven't proven that we are willing to right. protect our title the way that nurses right. are willing right. to protect their title. Right. And so I certainly would Frankly, want we're not someone, up to their standards. No, want, we're not. I mean, it's part of the reason why, you know, Stephen and I have worked so hard to protect BTS because we don't want people to be able to just use that yeah. without it meaning something because that is going to impact the value of all of our credentials. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I think that is important too. So um, because our credentials have value or they should and that's i mean that's a whole other podcast if that's you want a to whole, talk. yeah whole other thing <laughs> yeah yeah shall we take a break here it's we're yeah. we're 30 yeah. minutes in let's take a little Ooh. break we'll do our better help ad and whatever Podbean throws in there <laughs> with some of the other ads that have been happening yeah, yeah. uh and we'll we'll be back after the break the vet tech cafe is sponsored by better help Caffeinators, at the Vet Tech Cafe, you know we like to focus on mental health. If you're struggling with depression, burnout, compassion fatigue, or any of the other mental health challenges we discuss on our podcast, getting professional help is a great first step. We all need help with things like learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries, which empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major mental health challenges. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Dave, I've used BetterHelp. Um, I had really good success with it. I really like that it was entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can also switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. They really make it easy for you to get the help you need. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash VetTechCafe. It's time to invest in yourself. Be well, caffeinators. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the VetTechCafe coming to you semi live from mm-hmm. Colorado live we're recording live we are live, live with the studio audience live with the studio audience of <laughs> well the, her <laughs> that walked by Three or four people <laughs> um, so Liz we always ask about mental health um, so what's going on with your mental health how are you maintaining it what can you what can you imbibe in us for for trinkets of knowledge yeah. on how to maintain mm. good mental health trinkets of knowledge I mean, that's a big question what's going on with your mental health yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, you're a mess. What's happening? But, well, but I mean, like, how I cool am a mess, is it that now say. that that's just like a question you can ask? I know. I love that. Like, yeah. 
No, and yeah. we should. Like, and how is your mental health? health? Like, yes. Yeah. And I love that you guys asked this. And I will say, I mean, I, I have uh, talked about this a little bit. So in December, I was officially identified as a person with ADHD. And so that has been a journey. And I would say um, a major mental health journey because I had anxiety before. Mm-hmm. And in women especially, um, anxiety and ADHD are often confused. So it's hard to kind of pull those apart in women more than men and um, so when I was uh, doing therapy for anxiety the I mentioned I was like well I read this stuff that ADHD and anxiety and I kind of read about ADHD and I don't know and she said well we you could pursue a diagnosis um, and that's fine like you can do that or we can finish this and see how you feel because it was a you know I'm with Kaiser and so it's a very like set program for right, right. anxiety um, and we can finish this and then see how you feel and you can always pursue the the identification after if you want I was like sure I did that and you know my anxiety lessened I felt better and so it was good I had some tools I could use and but then I I went ahead and pursued a diagnosis because I had some friends who were like I think maybe you want to <laughs> maybe you want to take a look and see i don't know feels like maybe you know what's the harm in looking yeah what's the harm in looking and uh and yeah so it's funny because some of my friends that i've that i've told since the diagnosis they're like yeah yeah that tracks like as if you like you didn't know wait you didn't know that we I thought mean, you were already on brand new yeah. information <laughs> <laughs> we just thought your meds weren't working that well like yeah so um yeah so it's been really it's been um really interesting and it's uh it has made a lot of things in my life more clear and um the it took away my anxiety almost immediately just to know that um like all this time there's a lot of the imposter syndrome the self-recrimination the procrastination you know all of these things and i realized oh it's not because i'm lazy or stupid or incapable of whatever it might be um like tom my husband always says like make just make an outline of the presentation you want to do and you know then build out the outline i'm like i don't even know how to do that (laughs) what are you talking about and so now i don't feel now i realize i don't know how to do that because my brain literally doesn't work that way and that was um it's been tremendously eye-opening and really uh valuable and I've had a lot of grief about it because like oh if, if I had been identified sooner what what would butterfly effect yeah the butterfly effect you never know right mm-hmm. maybe everything would be different maybe nothing would be different maybe I would have achieved more maybe I would have achieved less I don't know um, but you know some there's a little bit like oh I wish I wish I had known sooner because maybe I would have had more skills and less anxiety and you know all of those things less procrastination maybe i don't know i still procrastinate so. well, i think sometimes when you get to get to something like that like a diagnosis of something you think back to like yeah. oh hindsight's always 2020 like all the oh. all the flags that that come through like i did that with my dad with with diabetes oh. um he he was diabetic before i i knew anything about diabetes and yes. when he got diagnosed i was like oh we couldn't make the one hour drive to college without stopping to pee and uh, you suddenly didn't like dessert anymore and you were irritable all the time. Like you were a fat cat that has diabetes. That's and right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I think, back to, I think back to that all the time, especially when I give a diabetic talk of, of hindsight, all that stuff makes sense. And I, you're probably dealing with the same thing. Of, yeah. Like, oh, this thing that I couldn't accomplish or couldn't, couldn't get done in time. A hundred percent. So many difficulties in interpersonal relationships, in working, right? Why did I, why do I have this cycle of changing jobs, you know, every four years or so, which has not happened in veterinary medicine, you know, but it was happening before and um, it's all much clearer. And, you know, I would say just that alone is a huge boom to my mental health. And then well, can just also, learning more about it. and You yeah. can also think back and not have, like, regrets about, like, 100%. switching jobs. That's because it. you're like, oh, that was ADHD. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah, no wonder I did. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, 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 I had to. Like, I literally had to. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. just a whim. It wasn't just I was bored. Like, 
I had to. I had to. Yeah. My brain your made brain, me. Your brain made you do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think, um, you know, and the more I, fi- I do find the more open I am about it, you know, the more I hear from other people mm-hmm. about. And I think that's just true of everything. Yeah. You know, did yeah. you have Tabitha on Tabitha Cusera? We did. Yeah. Long time. Like uh, within and our so first year or so, I think. She's like super open about her mental health struggles and everything and she has the and the stigma hashtag that she uses and i think that's it it ends the stigma yeah. the more that people talk about what they have going on the more open other people feel well about just understanding about. it right i mean a lot right. of these things that are that were you know when we first started in the field back when the dinosaurs were roaming the earth <laughs> exactly. there there wasn't really the same like 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 there was a stigma let me i have to point back no we're rec- we're oh, recording <laughs> <laughs> that was Liz Vetrano. Oh. Do you guys do you guys know her? She's the bird lady. No, we don't know her. She's a Mount Laurel. Yes. yes. Oh. oh my God. Well, we'll have to have her back on. Yeah, you guys should talk yeah. to her. She's amazing. Yeah. She, well, we're jumping yeah, ahead to. Uh, I know. I've already who, who thrown you, out a who bunch would of be, people. Who would you be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I have been thinking about this because I knew I was going to be recording, and I was like. I have to come up with some you gotta come up with a name to yeah. talk to. So, um, did you? Uh, I think you should talk to Steve Baker. He is a VTS internal medicine, and okay. he is also a practice owner oh. in oh. New York. Interesting. Yes. Okay. And he has a fabulously successful practice in New York, specialty and emergency. Uh, it's Eclipse Specialty and Emergency. Okay. And I think you guys should. Yeah, get us some contact info. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely yeah. talk to Liz him. Liz Petrano, fabulous. She, oh my gosh, she has a TikTok. She does all these crazy. She's a bird lady. She, she does all she's this crazy lady. stuff okay. with birds. She's incredible. Um, do, have you guys? Speaking of bird people, Uh-oh. I mean, this isn't a Rick and Morty uh, reference, but have you have you ever had Lorelai? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, we have. Yeah. We, we four did. years, four know, years of four podcasts, years of guests. Because I thought I didn't, I couldn't remember that you had Joe DeFulio on because that was the other person I was going to think yep. I was going to recommend. He was, he was early on. Yeah, he was our first like yeah. talked about compassion series. fatigue yeah. and yeah. Because yeah. now I remember that you guys had Liza or um, uh, Lorelai. I remember you talking to her. And that was She's, that was more recent. That, that was, was like recent. last yeah. year. Yeah, maybe? yeah she was great. But bird, bird, bird lady made me think about Lorelai. Um, yeah, but I think Steve Baker would be fantastic. Yeah. You already had Stephen and Carrie on, which is who I was probably also going to suggest yeah. that you talk to. So. We, yeah. 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 Yeah, but Liz would be great. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll, well we're jumping ahead of the... Yeah. yeah not, yes. not that we have a... We don't know yet. We don't have a format. There are no this. sheets of paper or, or <laughs> scripts in front of us for I know. This, this is the one like podcast you guys don't have to we have, prepare for. We have zero for. prep. Zero prep. Zero prep for I am happy to apply. You're like, a, yeah. you're like one, uh, what do we call it? One of those pull toys. We just pull the string, yeah. give yeah. you a question, <laughs> let you go. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, what are we going to talk to Liz about? And it's like, well, perfect. You just had this article, this interview come out. Like, we'll talk about that. I mean, that is... Is a hundred percent. Anybody who knows me knows. Basically, well, and, and just pull the string. So let's <laughs> let's let's go backwards. Let's, okay. Let's look at this in hindsight. Okay. Was this an ADHD thing? Is is that why you're such a great guest on our show? Is the Maybe ADHD? you should have only ADHD oh, guests on your show. <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, I have a lot of interests. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, and I, you know, I read a lot of stuff and I keep up on stuff because I find it interesting mm. and my brain finds you know, it interesting. Kind of circling back to the title protection, uh, do we do we actually know when or why it diverted down this four title path of no. RVT, CVT, LVT, LVMT? No, like- I think it's because states are so siloed when it comes to veterinary medicine. And we don't have a national, you know, the AVMA yeah. doesn't. But doesn't, I, I just, I'm just curious. Is like, is it like, there are RBTs. We need to come up with something different and yeah. better. Like, like truly, was it that, or like, did did this group not know because it was 1980 yeah. or 90 or whatever when it wasn't social media? This group didn't know this group made RBTs and they made CBTs. Like, I think it's the second part. Okay, and I think it's that whatever the state's philosophy is around licensure. So some states, yeah, you know, true. they 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 use 
these words in very particular ways yeah. in different states, and it means different things in different states. So, for example, in California, I think it is strange that we license estheticians, but we register veterinary. I was going to say, yeah. well, isn't it? Is it just state by state? Like it is we are a licensing state. We're state. a registering state. It's, it's entirely state by state, and it really just. It, a lot of it is like the education around what a veterinary technician is, right? So, so a lot of people think of it as a trade. I don't think of it as a trade. I think of it as a profession. Now, tr a trade is a profession too, but these are these have legal what, what, definitions. What differs a trade from a? Yeah, uh, just so a trade is a thing that you can be trained. You can be trained on the job. job yeah. To do. Gotcha. So gotcha. an apprenticeship, apprenticeship program through. Yeah like the guild system in yeah. the old days, right? That was how it was right. done. So that's how electricians learn, how plumbers learn, how carpenters learn. And it is a powerful way of learning a skills-based profession. Right. But I would argue that our profession, while it has many skills, is not a skills-based right. right. profession. We are a knowledge-based right. profession. And in my mind, that's what makes us not a trade and makes us more of a profession. Like nursing so nurses can't get trained on the job right they are not a trade they are a profession yeah and i think of us the same way so i think that an argument could be made that we're a trade and washington that one practice in washington is trying to make that argument i mean that's i mean i, I think of that and i'm like that is such such a, an isolated incident i just hope it doesn't become like oh they're doing this we're gonna do it and that was my big road. worry is that um more not so much that that program is going to be successful because i really don't think that program is going to be successful but that other groups that might make it successful would look at it and say oh, oh yeah we, we can, should do yeah. this i mean we already know that there are large at least one large corporate group that is actively pushing people to go through the wisconsin alternate route okay and the wisconsin alternate route the more i learn about it the more frightening it is fishy that route is like you don't even really need that much clinical experience and you don't have to live in wisconsin which of course you know that's the whole reason they're using it um it just seems like a really strange loophole and yeah. like honestly a money grab from the wisconsin vet oh, board of course, and that's of why course. i think they yeah. haven't cut it cut yeah. it off yeah because people pay for the privilege of being licensed that way yeah well, I mean, even like it, you know, Alaska several years ago before they closed that loophole. I mean, I worked with a handful of people um, who were long-term veterinary yeah, I assistants. I encouraged people I to the use same. the Alaska loophole. I did the same. Get credentials. Because they, they were like 15, 20 years in, they weren't going to go exactly. to school to get their RBT. And I was like, well, you could you could do this and get the credentials. And right. they did. Go sit for the, and if you can sit for the VTE and pass the VTE, I mean, and that's, I that's know, what I did. and you've been doing, and I know, yeah. like, yeah. I have worked beside you, and I know you have been doing this work for X number of years. I know that you yeah. you will be able to pass the test. You have the knowledge because you haven't been treating this just like a job. You haven't right. been just checking boxes. Yeah. You have gone to conferences. You have learned more. You have always pushed yourself to continue to know more. And that's those are the people I think we want in the profession. Um, obviously, VTS is... I, I mean, I say obviously, but I feel like we're all already that those people, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have to be if we want to recertify, number one. But also, I just think it's in our nature, and that's why oh, yeah, we do it. Because we're know, nerds. I was, I'm doing a panel on Monday about um, the real, like, the real scoop around. I don't know. Tasha came up with a great title. I don't remember what the title is. But it's Tasha like a VTS path. came up a, with it. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like the real deal about becoming a VTS. So it's a, a little bit about like the becoming part, but also like, what do you do with it after? And I was talking to Kim Speltz today. Um, and, oh yes, you when know, I interrupted you at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, um, you know, she was like, I think it's important that we remind people that not everybody needs to get a VTS. Right. It's not 100%. for everybody. And like oh, being an RVT is a profession mm -hmm. and being the best RVT that you can be and providing yeah. the best care to your patients doesn't require you to get a, a specialty. Right. You don't have to have a specialty right. to be the best RVT and to provide, or credential technician, and to provide a really high standard of care to your patients. And I think that is such an important point that um, 
we don't talk enough about, I think, because we're always looking for the next thing and, and you know, the growth path and where can yeah. we go as technicians and what can we do. And um, But people, a lot of RVTs, credential technicians, don't want to teach. They nope. don't want to yeah. write. They don't want to I mean, there's train. a lot of VTSs that, that got it simply to just be smarter, and but right. they don't really right. have any desire to teach. But that's also teach. fine. Yeah, that's like, perfectly fine. If you want to do that, like if that's your goal, great. Like I did a, many years ago, I did an ultrasound workshop at UC Davis, and one of the RVTs helping with the workshop had graduated from UC Davis vet school, but she never took the NAVLE. She never got licensed because, and she said, I said, well, why wouldn't you have Why'd taken you, yeah, the test? She said, I just wanted to know everything that they know. I just wanted to know it all. And she worked at UC Davis already, so I don't know what their discount is on, you know. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe you know, that and she got, deal. but she got into vet school and she did it. And it's like, okay. I mean, I feel bad that she took a spot from someone, I guess. But also... I get the desire yeah. to just want to know all the things. Well, I, I mean, if it was at a hugely discounted rate, like if you're going to tell me you can go through vet school for, for free and just be smarter about it. I 100%. Mean, I mean, not not now at, at my age, but like. Oh, I would. Ten years no, ago, I would, I would have done that. I would. Mm. You wouldn't? No, not, not, after, not after seeing it and living it. No, no thanks. You and Molly were together while she was still in school. Yeah. 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 He went out there to be to be with her while she yeah. was yeah. at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I mean, I, I feel like there's just so much, like, just like with anything, even in their clinical year, there was so much focus on skills that they shouldn't be learning and just rudimentary stuff. And I felt like there was a lot of things, like even in lectures today, like I, I went to a couple of veterinarian lectures and a couple of technician lectures, and and Molly and I were talking about this, like. She went to a, a pathophysiology review of shock, and she was like, I sat there for an hour, and there was nothing, there was no zero clinical relevance. And she's like, and then I came to a lecture that was given by a technician, and I felt like there was three bullet points on a slide, and then it was three minutes of like tangible, practical information. And yeah. she's like, this is, this is what they don't do in school. Right. And so I, I feel like, no, like I, no thanks. Yeah. Well, and, and we did, we, I mean, we were in a lecture earlier today, and, and I, I kind of, when we go to the veterinarian lectures, I kind of zone out when they start just throwing study after study yeah. after study on the screen. I'm like, okay. Yeah. This is, this is great. But, I mean, you're. What am I going to do with it? What am I right. going to do with it? Exactly. Right. So, I, I, I get that. And I think, as technicians, I feel like we, when we give lectures, I don't want to speak for the entire profession, but when we give lectures, we're thinking about what's practical, what. Right. What are people going to actually... I want you to understand the pathophysiology. Right. I want you to know what's going on inside that animal in yeah, shock. Sure. I want you to know yeah. about oxygen extraction and oxygen delivery and why it matters. It. But here's what you do with yeah. it. Yeah. Here's why... Here's why it's important. Why it's important and what it means in when you're faced with a dog in front of you who is yeah. dying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I do feel that there are some lectures, doctor lectures that are better than others. Yeah. Well, and there's also, I mean, that. there's also doctor lectures that I've gone to where it's completely practical yeah. And, yeah. and totally useful. Totally. Um, oh, if I, you like ultrasound, by the way, go see a doctor. If you've never seen Dr. Lisand Lissandro lecture, have you ever seen Dr. Uh -uh. Lissandro? I don't think so, so he's the inventor of AFAST, TFAST. Oh, um, and, okay. Uh, Oh my God! I had heard that a fast t fast was a, a a trademark thing. So full of so much practical information in terms of how to use ultrasound yeah. every is day in the ER. Yes, he's here. Okay. And he is the, he is a great lecturer. He talks really fast. Tons of videos and stuff on his presentations, but like everything, so super practical. Cool. And like you don't. Technicians listening to this, you don't need to be a veterinarian to learn how to do ultrasound. That's right. That's right. And 
technicians can do ultrasound. So take ultrasound classes. It's super interesting. It's fun. Even if you never are allowed to put your hand on the probe, if you're holding a dog or a cat for an ultrasound and you see something, you can point it out yeah. to the doctor yeah. yep. when they're scanning. And well, that is super valuable. We talked to Ed, Ed Durham, yes. BTS in cardiology. He's like, yes. I do the I do the echoes for my exactly. doctors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his doctors say, like, he's better, he's way better at it than exactly, I am because yeah. he does them all the time. Yeah. Well, we talked to Jack Chai yeah. that, yeah. that, that does all that stuff. Oh, that stuff. was great. So, that was a great yeah. one. So, yeah, 100%, we can, we can totally do all that stuff. Yeah. It's, but then, then we get into that whole scope of practice thing of, of right. like... Well, that's just it. But there's, there's oh. nothing written that says we can't. Yeah. And that was the other thing when AVMA came to the NAFTA Town Hall because I asked, please explain. So explain your... Your, your position. Your position against the Arkansas bill. And then I would like to hear the justification for the policy that, that the AVMA issued about scope of practice. And they said, well, it was really, you know, to prevent human healthcare practitioners from moving into veterinary medicine. So in many states, and California is one, where like human physical therapists are trying to get approval to work on animals without a veterinarian supervision. Like no one... Hey, you're a physical therapist. You have a PhD. If you're a physical therapist, you're a PhD. Mm -hmm. You want to work on animals? Great. All we're saying is you have to do it in a veterinarian's office. You can't do it at your practice or at your house, whatever. They that's not it's not good enough for them. Right. So they keep coming back and coming back and they keep getting knocked down and knocked down and it's around scope of practice and and around the the veterinarian's key and central role to animal health. And I and you know, I get that. But the justification they said for that policy was, we're trying to keep human healthcare out of veterinary medicine. And I, great, I applaud that, please do. I don't want dentists cleaning, you know, course, yeah. teeth. I don't, great, please. But all they had to do was change a couple words in the policy and it would have done what she said they were, the, the spirit of the policy was, which was to pr protect all of us. Okay, well then make the policy inclusive. Instead instead right. of saying you'll vigorously defend against encroachments on scope of practice of the veterinarian, say of the credentialed veterinary team. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have covered RVTs, CVTs, LVTs, yeah. DVMs, VMDs, LVMTs. I don't know why I put the, the, the Tennessee uh, technicians at the end, but yeah, that would have put us put us all on the same team. But instead, they just yeah. parceled out, and right. what that made, what that does, is it gives them leeway because it's a policy to oppose any mm -hmm. bill like yeah. the Arkansas bill, like any bill that might be proposed in any other state. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, now. The AVMA is going to come in. They, they have now made it part of yeah. their official policy to vigorously oppose. oppose. Yeah. And that is disheartening. Yeah. Would we call that gatekeeping? Is that what we would call yeah. that? It's a good. That's one term for it's it. It's one sure. term for it? Sure. That, that's, a, that's a PC term sure. for it? Sure. I'd take that term. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just... I, I still think about when we talk to the Malaysia tech. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And how... They can't even draw blood. No, like that was a great episode. And like they, they, the veterinarians and and also going back and thinking like we we are privileged in that we can do a lot of what we can do, and they can't even poke a vein. And I keep going back to that thought of like, has anyone explained to them that you can see so many more patients if you just utilize or what, what yeah. is, what's the term we're switching Empower. to? empower or co collaborate. collaborate with your veterinary technicians yeah. that you can see so many more pa patients yeah. provide so much better care but think about and, how and siloed, so much more money think about how siloed those veterinarians are just in the united states each state is very siloed yeah but like how many malaysian veterinarians are able to come to ivex or to any conference where they're going to interact with yeah. other veterinarians yeah. who have a different mode of practice. Right. It yeah. just isn't going to, it's not in the cards. Well, from the sounds of it, they're not using their technicians, so they're working 24-7. Well, right. and then there's <laughs> yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, that that podcast, I listened to that just like in with so much admiration and just... Um, just picturing that hill that, yeah, that yeah. she the is trying to climb. climb, and it's so huge. And I just admire 
that yeah. work so much because oof, yeah. wow that's a big job that's yeah. a huge uh, yeah. I mean <laughs> and it's a job you'll, you'll never see the, she won't she, see the conclusion yeah, of it in her lifetime yeah because she's and I think what, that's, in her 30s or something I just like think that that's incredible I, for someone to, to be willing to dedicate yeah themselves to that I say as I look at my um, union mask it's yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah well, what do you think, guys? We are right. almost at an hour now, okay. and uh, football is about to start. So. Yeah, Ooh, football it's has actually, started. It has started. Yeah, oh, oh no, because we got a late start. Oh, boy. Liz, yeah, you, you got to go to your uh, your medical uh, math. Yeah, so let's start. Let's start our wrap up. Uh, yeah. Well, we've already answered who who we're going to put in yep. the chair. That's yes, going to yes. be yep. Steve Baker. Steve Baker and Liz Vitrano. Liz Vitrano. Yeah. Um, you are on our list. Um, anything we haven't talked about that you want to? No, I mean I would love to talk more. Some at some point, or you know, later, maybe next year, we'll have more news about it. But you know, we, we are overdue for a union chat. I think. Yes. So we well, that that was going to be our thing that was today. Be our other until, piece today, but until, then we had title protection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did. We did just announce that we signed our NVPU's very first awesome. contract. That's great. So that's we great have to hear. our first members, which is super exciting. Um, that's in partnership with the ILWU, and we just feel super fortunate to have that partnership. And um, and you know, hope that's the first of many. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Well, let's let's get a would you rather question done okay. up here. Uh, one, two, or three. 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 Well, I didn't put them in order. And I'm <laughs> kind of just, just I'm, I'm just going to kind of go out there. There's like eight would you rather questions on the screen here. Uh, which one do you think, Jeff? Some of these we already asked. Uh, I feel like we've already asked this one. All right, here we go. Let's do this one. All would right. you rather two-hour shopping spree at any store of your choosing or... A two-week paid vacation to anywhere. Oh, vacation. Vacation, 100%. I hate shopping. Experiences over think, over material things? But I also think it's an ADHD thing because I get, like, sensory overload when I go into, a, like, a... A store? Like, DSW, the, the shoe place, right? If I go in there, I'm like... And I love... I mean, I do love shoes. But I can go in there and I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. Like, luckily, <laughs> like, at least like the shoe store paralysis. is by size, yeah. right? So at least I could just go to the size. But even then, it's like, this is too, it's too it's much. too much. I had to buy a dress for a black tie wedding. My niece is getting married. So I had to, well, I didn't have to buy a dress. I had to buy something for a black tie wedding. And I was just dreading the shopping trip and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Mm. But my niece came, my other niece came with me and so with this vacation, where are you going? Because you, you've been to many, you've been, you've been to far more I places have, than I have. We have two big trips planned next year. We're going to Finland okay. in April. We're going to see the Northern Lights. We're going to dog sled. We're going to see nice. reindeer. It's going to be, I'm excited. And then we're going to Morocco in October. Ooh. And that has been, Northern Africa has been a, a dream vacation for me. But I think if I had a two week, I could go anywhere. I think I would go on safari in Kenya and Botswana. Didn't you do that a couple years ago? We went to South we went to South Africa and Southern Africa yeah. and we did have there were a couple days of safari but I would like to do like a full yeah. two week full on. Like in and Kenya's different from South Africa in terms of the land so it's more open savannah gotcha, gotcha. um and i would like to go like i'd like to go and sleep out on a tent yeah. in, on the savannah and, yeah. and then yeah. and and so the the thing that i'm going to ask you is is tying back into your adhd and tying yeah. back into one of your answers to your mental health uh management yeah in the years past when you take that trip are you going to shut off <laughs> No, I you, know, you know I don't. Now I have been trying to do non-vet days. Yeah. it's very difficult. It is. Very I difficult. know you know how difficult it I is, do. but I have been taking a page out of your book because I think it's valuable. Mm -hmm. And I did. I worked with a wellness coach, and that was the first conversation I had with her. She's like, "Tell me about yourself, right?" And I'm telling her what I do, all the things that I do, and she's like, "Okay, like, but what about you? Like, yeah, what, what do you do? What's do in for there you? for for you?" And I was like. I don't know. What, what, am I supposed to do that? Is that supposed to be a thing? And 
so you know it is something that has been more of a focus yeah and um but shutting off is hard. Yeah, it is very um, hard. When I when I did that trip to South Africa in 2019. Oh, and then we were in New Zealand last year, and I did put a vacation message on my email. Big step. That's a big step. <laughs> big step. I didn't I didn't look at my email every day, which is actually an even bigger step. Like I didn't even look, which is very good. Pretty good. Very good. But um, a complete shut off. I don't know if that. I, I would. Ha- I would have to go someplace possible. remote like that where I don't have access to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Th- I think that's the only way you're going to get me away Same. from it. One hundred percent. Same. But you know, the other side of it is, did it, was it somebody you had on recently, or maybe it was another podcast I was listening to? Um, what other podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating on the Vet Tech Cafe. <laughs> I do like I love vet med so much that it doesn't feel like I'm losing anything by staying, staying connected yeah. and connected. That's one of the things you, you mentioned, Lorelai. Um, yeah. And I'm doing a work-life balance lecture on Saturday and I'm putting that in there. Like some people need to be connected. Yeah. That fills their cup. And I just love it. I love everything yeah. about it. I love learning about it. I love all the crazy yeah. new things that yeah. come out, the new drugs, new treatment modalities the things that people are talking about in the profession i just find it kind of endlessly fascinating well, before we before we talked to her i was of, of the the mindset that you have to get away you have yeah. to shut yeah, that off i don't think so but she said no i i i feel more fulfilled when i'm engaged and i feel more fulfilled when i'm connected to my team yeah yeah, yeah. and i think that's okay yeah. as it's long as okay. we're not fooling ourselves it, yeah as as, exactly right. as long as like that is truly like your decision for yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, o- I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm growing, to, growing to be that, to, to have that mindset and Robin, don't listen to this part, but that it fills my cup to be connected yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I had a little concern when I tried out for Jeopardy in 2019 and what? you know, they ask you what, like, what do you, what are your hobbies? Whatever. And I was like, I was hard pressed to think of like, what do I do? outside of vet med and that was a little concerning to me at the time because i was like oh i should maybe have something should yeah. have that i can pull out at parties right yeah. or whatever um but i'm i've decided i'm okay yeah not very good very good all right caffeinators well i think that's gonna wrap put a wrap on it there i, I um, hope the audio comes out good yeah 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 we'll if, see. If i'll not, be excited we'll just to see. re-record it, it's this it's definitely going to be like a live conversation yeah. oh too, yeah because yeah, yeah, there's, sure. there's people that have been coming yeah. by yeah. and so <laughs> laughing great. in the background yeah, I know. And, yeah so hopefully um hopefully you guys are still listening and uh, and you've enjoyed our live studio audience yes. um but uh, liz thank you very much for yeah. taking some time out of the conference here um I hope it's not another year before we see you again. Yeah, but I hope not either. But uh, anyway, best to you and caffeinators. Thanks for tuning in. We'll Bye see guys. you again thanks, soon. Thanks, everybody. Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. The founder is a CVPM with 15 years experience in veterinary practice management. They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators. We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe at gmail.com or visit our website, www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day.